The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to them, Are you the one who is to come, or are we waiting for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have, have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal places. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among these born of women, no one has risen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you believe it? Ten days. Ten days until Christmas. Ten days until we are gathered around our Christmas trees with our family and friends, opening presents, imagining how we're going to use these gifts throughout the year. Ten days before we gather with our families around the dining room table, eating our Christmas treats, talking about how thankful we are for one another, how we have been blessed this year, and how we can be a blessing for others. And then in 11 days, the church Christmas season begins, right? As the rest of the world starts to move on to the next holiday, New Year's or even Valentine's Day, perhaps even Easter. We start our Christmas season. In 11 days, the kids will be on school vacation. Perhaps some of you will be traveling home from visiting family. Others will have to be going back to work. So as we think about this, are you ready for Christmas to come? We as a church community kind of start our Christmas celebration tonight with our Voices of Peace concert. It'll be an amazing time when the community will gather in this place, hearing the words of Christ's birth announced through the wonderful music, And from what I have experienced and other people who have been part of the Voices of Peace choir this year, just the the literal transformation that this group has experienced over the last several months is truly amazing. But we as a church have an opportunity to care for one another in the world that God has made starting tonight and leading into the Christmas season. And our gospel lesson today talks about another transformation that John the Baptist is expecting. This preacher who announces the coming of Jesus is now finding himself in prison. 
Some months have passed since John baptized Jesus. And he has found himself in prison, but he is hearing about all the things that Jesus is doing with his disciples. And John is thinking to himself, well, I understand what Jesus is doing, and I truly believe that he's the Messiah, but John is having some doubts about this. His expectations are not being met. Like many, I'm sure, John thought that Jesus was literally going to transform the world right away by forming this big army and and bringing the reign of God in by force and might. But instead, Jesus is transforming the world one person at a time. Jesus is building his army by building relationships and connecting people to God. So John sends word to his disciples and says to them, go and talk to Jesus and says, are you the one who is to come or are we waiting for another? This doubt, this questioning that John is having is something that we may feel from time to time as well. In the midst of all our planning and celebrating and knowing now that we only have 10 more days until Christmas, maybe we become a little worried or a little anxious. There's always a greater amount of of hard feelings, of, of worriness, of anxiety during this time of year. We want our holidays to be perfect. We want to have the perfect amount of Christmas cookies and buy all the right presents and go to all the parties and do all the Christmas things that we do every single year. And when that begins to happen, we start to have not enough time to care for ourselves, to doing the things that we need to do to ensure that we are going to be okay. And once Christmas Eve comes and then Christmas Day, we might have these big expectations of what may happen, how our lives are going to be changed, just like John had while he was sitting in prison. Maybe you are waiting for the end of the year to come so something happens with your career or maybe you have these health goals that oh once the year ends then I'm gonna achieve those goals or maybe there's something with a family member once I see them at Christmas everything's gonna be okay maybe there's something happening in school and you're thinking I just want to wait until Christmas vacation and then things are gonna be fine Maybe you're expecting things are going to be different because it's the most wonderful time of the year. But then at some point you realize things aren't automatically going to change. But John the Baptist knew something. He knew that the promises God made to the world were going to be fulfilled through the Messiah. But he's sitting alone in this prison, waiting for these promises to come. Waiting for the Messiah to make his presence known to the world. Waiting for the world to drastically change. And he didn't see anything different. He didn't feel anything different. 
So we started to question. We too start to question. When things inside of us don't instantly change. But like John, we may be waiting and asking, where is this Jesus anyway? But while we wait, we come together as a community of faith. And we remember that whatever is happening in the midst of our lives, whatever is happening in the world around us, we have a space where we can come and hear the promises of God again and again and again, where we can truly experience transformation in our life because of this community. The power of community can overcome any hurt or pain or brokenness that we may feel. We as a community can deny the darkness of this season. And through the spirit of this place. Light another candle on the Advent wreath. Dispel the darkness. Put another present under the tree. Light the Christmas lights. Even come together and be the light of the world to someone who's experiencing darkness by giving them a hug, by giving them time through conversation, by letting them know everything is going to be okay. And when we do this, when we take time, when we do this and when we gather together, we take seriously the message that Jesus offers back to John. He says to John's disciples, go back and tell John, this is what I'm doing. Let him see and hear that the blind are receiving the sight, that the lame are beginning to walk, the lepers are starting to be cleansed, the deaf will hear, the dead are raised, the poor will have good news brought to them. This is the message that Jesus is telling the disciples to give to John because this is what Jesus is sent in the world to do. And this is what God is calling us to do as well. So when we say in our world, and maybe you have heard this, I know I, I've heard this, well, it's time that we keep Christ in Christmas. Has anybody heard that message before? Well, it doesn't mean that we have to go around and wish everybody Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. What it means is that we are caring for people who are in need. It means that we are forgiving the people who need to be forgiven. It is reaching out and helping people that need a helping hand. It is ensuring that everyone is receiving the good news of God's love, not through our words, not through what we say, but through our deeds, how we treat one another, how we act, how we care. You see, what John mostly looked for, and what I believe we look for, from time to time, is a strong Messiah, right? Strong Messiah for strong people. A strong Messiah who helps people help themselves. A strong Messiah who enables us to stand up for ourselves. A strong Messiah that we can be proud of. 
But instead, what John got, what we got, is Jesus. Jesus who spends time with the lame, the deaf, the poor, the forgotten, the outcasts. The people who cannot help themselves anymore, Jesus is reaching out and saying, I am here to help you. You know, if Jesus only reached out to the rich and powerful, then you could only imagine the things that they could do to help further his ministry. How fast the revolution would have started. But then how fast would that revolution might have ended. Instead of building an army of thousands of people who are ready to fight for Jesus, Jesus is building an army of thousands of people who care for each other. He did that one relationship at a time, one person at a time. And when we live our way, our lives doing this, we too can literally change the world. When we spend time together in community, when we spend time together with one another, it helps us see what is happening around us. How are you caring for others this Christmas season? Are you able to notice the people around you in need of care? I was reminded of a story this past week. This goes back to January of 2007. The Washington Post videotaped reactions of these commuters in a a D.C. metro subway station. They were video recording this gentleman who was playing the violin and he was standing there playing and and he had his case in front of him and about a thousand people passed by him over a number of hours and a couple people out of those thousands of people a couple people stopped and listened a couple people threw in some some money for this street performer They thought it was just an ordinary day, except it wasn't just an ordinary day. The violinist wasn't just another street performer. It was Joshua Bell, one of the world's finest violinists. And he was playing a multi-million dollar Stradivarius. And just three days prior, he was in Boston Symphony Hall playing for people who spent a couple hundred dollars per seat to listen to the same music that he was playing in that subway stop. The question that the author in this Washington Post article wrote and the question that I was thinking about as I was reminded of this story is, have we been trained to recognize the beauty or Christ's love in this space, but somehow miss what is happening in the world outside? Can we recognize great music outside of the concert hall? 
We become so busy with what needs to be done and our to-do lists never seem to get shorter. They just get longer and longer and we find ourselves running from one place to another that it might be hard for, re- for us to recognize the, the beauty of the music around us. But let me tell you that God is at work in this space here this morning. God is at work in this space this afternoon when we gather together for this breathtaking concert that we will experience. And God is at work in all our relationships, in all our interactions, in all our assignments, everything that we do in the next week. So when we read a passage about the doubts that John the Baptist is having, having 10 days before Christmas, as he is in his cell pacing, wondering, worrying, is Jesus the one? We too can remember our doubts, but then we hear the knock at the prison door entrance, delivering the good news that John is longing to hear. John, they say, Jesus told us to tell you that the blind are receiving their sight. The lame are walking. The lepers are being cleansed. The deaf are starting to hear. The dead are being raised. John, the poor have good news being brought to them. John, this is what Jesus is doing. He is the Messiah. He is the one who has come. I can only imagine in that moment the joy, the wonder, the excitement and the fulfillment that John the Baptist was feeling when he heard this good news. He knew that the, the world was changing, that lives were changing. And we too are experiencing this good news. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen.